You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. appropriate yeah. that the song coming like back will this. be Run Like Hell. You better run. Uh, because the Steelers ran like hell last week uh, as our, bo- our guest uh, Bob Labriola uh, of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com can attest. Uh, Bob was, what took them so long to get to the recipe that we thought that they would have uh, heading into this season? Don't ask too much of Ben Roethlisberger. Run the football, play defense, and, and win football games. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at this because I, I I mean I don't know the specific answer because and I don't know that there is one that was is clear cut because I I believe this all along. I mean, if it was one answer, and it was obvious, uh, I think they would have gotten to it a lot quicker, uh, maybe even before the season started and had an opportunity, you know, to work through some of those things. Um, but you know, I would imagine. Uh, Pretty much an entirely new offensive line would have had something to do with it. Um, you know, I, I do believe that Najee Harris uh, certainly is an upgrade, was an upgrade over, you know, what the Steelers have had at running back for the past few years. But I do also think that there is just a natural um, time period needed for him to adjust. Um, and so there was a little bit of that. And I also think that, uh, you know, the there, there was also an adjustment between the players and the new coordinator. So um, it, it kind of, it, it, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger kind of gave us all a little bit of a warning when he said uh, this was before the season started. You know, the offense was going to struggle. It was going to take some time. Uh, I don't know that we believed him to the degree that he meant. Um, but, um, you know, looking back on it, you know, he was right on the money. I don't think it'd be understated, too, and you kind of alluded to this, just the the youth of the players being asked for prominent roles and the newness of it all, with the exception of seven. Right. And, you know, I was talking to Max Starks about this, and, you know, one of the things, you know, talking about adjusting to the new coordinator, um, you know, I think a lot of us were – enamored with the, some of the concepts that we perceived were going to be introduced uh, by Matt Canada, one of them being, you know, more motion. Um, you know, in motion, uh, we all perceived to be something that was uh, uh, heavily advantageous to the offense. You know, you get the defense moving a little bit pre-snap. Uh, maybe you get better looks for the quarterback in terms of what the defense is going to do. But what Max explained to me was, You know, every time somebody goes in motion and the defense adjusts to that, that changes the offensive line call. It might change the The angle Mike linebacker is. Uh, And so you're talking now about not only a rookie in Kendrick Green, but a guy with even less than normal rookie center experience because he only played four games at center in his entire uh, college career. And so... You know, the motion is something, you know, we're thinking, boy, this is going to be good um, for the offense. Well, yeah, except for, you know, does Kendrick Green, um, is, is he fully up to speed in terms of how that adjusts the defense? 
what how his calls uh, should change, and how does he communicate those on the road? Um, so, uh, you know, there were a lot of things, I think, at play that maybe, well, I'll just speak for myself, a lot of things at play that I didn't really understand the, the depth and gravity of them. And uh, once they're explained to you, you can see how that there are a lot of, or a lot more moving parts to this than uh, send a guy in motion, put Ben under center, hand the ball to your number one pick, and it's, you know, second and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also thought, that Bob, uh, that, and maybe it was, it was in part because the running game was clicking so well last week, that Ben Roethlisberger um, had his best game of the season. I thought he looked sharp, uh, made some big-time throws. Uh, you know, the, the, the touchdown to Claypool uh, was, you know, vintage kind of Ben splitting the safeties. Uh, we saw the throw, uh, you know, coming out again, scored a touchdown on the opening drive again on, in the, uh, for the second consecutive game. I think that's the first time that happened since 2016 uh, in back-to-back games. Um, maybe his demise was a little over-exaggerated. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that there's that, and there's also the, um, you know, there there are those kinds of things that are, you know, critical to every offense. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, we were we in the media were getting a little tired of Mike Tomlin talking about staying on schedule, not getting behind the chains, and I'm sure that, you know, us relaying that to the fans, uh, kind of had a lot of them maybe rolling their eyes too. But then you see how significant that in, in fact is. Um, the Steelers weren't behind the chains a lot against the Broncos. And so you're looking at, you know, second and five, second and six, a lot of times at the worst. And, you know, the Broncos, even though they came, came to town with a, I, you know, I think uh, a decent defense, certainly ranked in the top third uh, of the NFL in just about every defensive category, uh, you know, they're playing on their heels when it's second and five or second and six consistently and you know you can run or pass on in in that situation uh and it sometimes sets up a third and short and you can even run in that situation and i just don't think that there's a defense in the nfl that can that can you know stand up to that kind of situation over the course of a 60-minute game it's just too difficult uh especially when you know you have a, a veteran savvy quarterback who you know has enough weapons and um, you also had a situation, and this to me cannot be overstated. And I don't know how much Chuk's core for was responsible for it by himself, but I didn't hear Von Miller's name very much, at, if at all, the whole afternoon. No, oh, 100%. Um, Bob, we saw a very high percentage of first down runs against Denver, and then followed up often by a run again on second. And. Before the game, Dale and I talked a lot about, I'm fine with that approach for a game like that, or run, 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 punt if you have to. I mean, just pound the football, get back to basics. And that might not fly against Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but it does against Teddy Bridgewater and Geno Smith. I mean, I think this game is going to be more of the same. Yeah, and, um, you know, the and the whole thing, uh, the other thing that that does, that approach, Matt, that you just mentioned – uh, it pr- preserves a 39-year-old's body, yep. too, um, to, to me, which is uh, way, way, way more important than a lot of people may want to um, admit. And so, 
Um, you know, I, I do think we, we talked about, um, you know, the reports of Ben Roethlisberger's demise were a little premature. Uh, yeah, as long as you, you protect him. Uh, if you don't or can't, um, you know, he's... And there's more ways to protect him than just pass pro. You're talking about the whole picture, you know, the yeah, whole way you play. I mean, right. You know, keeping him, keeping him upright, keeping him from getting hit. Uh, to me, that is that should always be job one or the the number one goal uh, for the Steelers' offense in every game they play. Because if you do that, you allow him to do the kinds of things that we saw against Denver. Um, you know, Mike Tyson. You know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Well, you try not to get punched in the face. Uh, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with avoiding that punch. Yeah, that's usually a good um, plan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, right, as Matt said, it's not always the, the blocking that protects him. That's certainly part of it. Uh, but you run the ball and you make the opposing uh, defense respect that. Um, you know, it, it just, it, uh, you know, it, it opens things up. I, I mean, it was, it was obvious Sunday the difference in Ben Roethlisberger yesterday, or yesterday, Sunday, um, all, going all the way back to maybe the Buffalo game in terms of that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, switching things up a little bit here, Bob, is defense still allowed to be played in the NFL? I was going to ask almost the same question, Bob. I think fourth quarter defense is dead, is extinct. Well, um, I certainly <laughs> cannot cite a whole lot of examples from last week's game to repeat <laughs> right. what you're saying, I'll tell you that. Um you know, but I do think that the league is kind of, and the and the people, I won't say running the league, but running the teams, have seen uh, the way it's trending, and they've all fallen in love with that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, you have a situation like the Chargers against the Browns, um, or the, the 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 Chiefs and the and the Bills weren't really that bad in the fourth quarter. Other uh, the the Ravens game. Uh, certainly not a whole lot of defense played uh, in the, the second half of that game, certainly not by the Indianapolis Colts. Um, but, you know, I also do believe that, uh, at, and this was a Dean Smith, I remember this, Dean Smith once said, uh, there, there comes a certain point in every team sport where your opponent becomes the clock. Yeah. And, you know, there's that too. Uh, I do believe that there was some of that um, in play. Steelers Broncos. Denver got a lot more at... aggressive than they would have. Oh, been. There's no doubt they they had a the first play of the fourth quarter. It's fourth and five from their own 49. They don't go for that in the first half. In in a, right. in a tie game or even a, a close game, they, they, the second fourth down that they converted was fourth and two from the 20, Steelers 28. They kick a field goal in the first half of the game in probably, that situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, fourth and fourth and goal from from the two. They probably kick a field goal in that situation earlier in the game. They had done that earlier in the game. They punted in those situations, so or or kicked a field goal. So it, it, it's all relative, and those kind of things end up balancing out the fourth down oh, yeah. conversions. I'm sure people are listening. Like, well, why not do that every time? It, well, they're not going to yeah, go three but, for three on fourth down conversions right. every time. And they were, I mean, they were the nose of the football. Right. From not getting that, that first fourth down play. And then this game's over. Right. And the game's over. <laughs> right. None of that stuff that happened after that happens. And, you know, the, the Steelers' situation on defense, too, I think is, you know, worth remembering in that, 
You know, you have no Cam Sutton. You lose Devin Bush. Clearly, clearly, at least to me, Highsmith and T.J. Watt are not um, what they were in Buffalo physically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're, you don't have um, that off-the-edge fire coming at the quarterback uh, every, every snap, every time he drops back. Uh, you know, you have no nose tackle mm-hmm. now. I think Ingram had to play a little more snaps than someone his age and was brought in to do is probably right. You know, exactly. You know. And then speaking of you know more snaps, I I, I just I, I am petrified that uh, you know Cam Hayward is going to wear down uh, because to me that is a loss that cannot be um, absorbed. So uh, I, I just think that you know you look at all of these these realistic things that the. the of the situation that you are in at that time, plus uh, what the scoreboard is telling you, and the fact that you know your offense has not, has been way better than in the inept group it was in some of the previous games, and so you're thinking, well, even if they score, if we make them drag, you know, drag it out, eat time, uh, go down the field in pieces. Don't. Uh, how does Mike Tomlin say it? Uh, keep the lid on it. Um, when you get the kickoff. You know, your offense might be able to burn four or five minutes off the clock and maybe get you a field goal back just to mitigate some of the damage, you know, from the previous um, offensive series by the opponent. And, you know, you're trying to win the game and instead of, you know, maximize the performance of each individual unit. And, um, you know, they were able to do that. Uh, and let me say this just as it's somewhat of a confession uh, for someone who was thinking a lot of bad things about <laughs> James Pierre when he again got beat deep down the sideline in a game where I would say that was the first, you know, job one is not to allow that ha- to happen. But if he doesn't run down um, Javante Williams and save four points there, that's a whole different game. Yeah, you're right. So, and he obviously made a big play to end the thing. Right. You have you have guys doing things like that too, to mitigate. Um, you know, when when James Fear got beat deep by Jamar Chase, he didn't run down um, like uh, Mixon, Joe Mixon, and save. Uh, not that the uh, not the uh, that the occasion uh, was was there for him to do that. What I'm saying is he didn't have an opportunity to make the kind of play to take points off the scoreboard as he did, you know, against the Broncos. Uh, in the same game in which, you know, you commit a, a mortal sin and allow yourself to get beat deep in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, kudos to him for uh, mitigating some of uh, mitigating a mistake. And, um, you know, that's the kind of complimentary play you need because the Steelers aren't that kind of team. I don't think we're going to just line up and uh, bully an opponent or shut down an opponent or – um, not not in this league, not this not in this year. Bob, you, you mentioned Bush, and after the first couple of weeks of the season, I got a lot of boy. I thought Schobert was going to come in here, and this was going to be Levante David in in White in Tampa, or Hammond Lambert, or Willis and Bowman, and I mean, chill a little. I mean, I got a lot of those, but I really thought this past game, or maybe you know, recently. Bush and Schobert are really starting to gel together and understanding where the other is in zone coverage and a lot more difficult to throw over the middle and in the short zones now. Yeah, and, you know, again, that's 
Uh, there aren't a lot of those players who exist in the league, the Bushes and the Schoberts, mm-hmm. who can do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm sure it takes time to um, There's communication get there. acclimated yeah, right, right. to a running mate or a, whatever you want to call him, uh, what the other one, what one is to the other, one the, the yin to the yang. Um, and, you know, again, it, it's, it's a lot like, I would imagine, uh, how the cohesion has to develop along the offensive line. Schobert and Bush have to um, get into a rhythm with each other. And, um, you know, because there's also run support. You know, you can't, if you're used to being the only guy in the middle who makes any plays, you know, I would imagine that some instincts that you would bring from that experience uh, are not the kind of instincts you need when you have a guy next to you. It's more, uh, what's your assignment? Be where you're supposed to be because he can be where he's supposed to be. And, you know, one of you doesn't have to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be more of a, a duo. And, you know, again, I, I agree with you, Matt. I think that we're seeing a little bit more of them, you know, playing as a coordinated pair. And, um, you know, again, hopefully they they can continue that, stay healthy, because the to me the real key to this team turning it around, to use a phrase that I don't even know what that means, but it seems to be a popular phrase, uh, you've got to go back to the Buffalo recipe. And so the defense has to be playing better than it is right now, and I think the key to that is the defense being healthier than it is right now. Yeah, in that regard, uh, you know, the bye week coming up here, um, everybody else says, is, this, is the bye week coming at the right moment? Well, we'll find out after Sunday's game uh, whether the bye week is coming at the I'm right moment. I'm not sure I've ever seen a season when the bye week comes up, everyone doesn't think it's the right moment. <laughs> I mean, the bye well, last year was kind of that way. I, mean, I guess if you're Because <laughs> you didn't know when the bye week yeah. was going to be. Yeah, true. Um, but, Bob, are you feeling a little differently? I, I know you're a – you're kind of a, a glass half full kind of guy, or glass half empty kind of guy. Do you, do you feel differently about this team than you did a week ago when we talked to you? Yes, um, and you know one of the reasons, like I, I'm, I'm looking as we're talking. I uh, got the email of the Steelers practice report: Devin Bush, linebacker, groin injury, full practice. You know that's uh, Cam that's Sutton, cornerback, groin injury, full practice. I mean, these are the kinds of things that have to happen for this team. Um, And the other thing I think that is fairly significant is it seems to me anyway, and I'm not in the meetings or or, or speaking to either one of them um, individually and having them, you know, pour uh, pour out their souls, but I think that there is an understanding developing between the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. I mean, it, it just early on, there just seemed to be too much friction butting heads, um, I just run what he calls, you know, those kinds of passive-aggressive um, <laughs> statements in their media availability. Um, and it just seems to me now that I, I don't know if the realization has come that nobody gets their way 100% of the time, and, you know, there has to be some give and take, um, or, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, but it just seems to me to be loosening up a little bit and, um, you know, I, I think that the relationship is moving uh, in a better uh, direction, maybe not as fast as some people would like, but, um, and I mean fans, but uh, it, it, there doesn't seem to be, I, I don't want to say friction because that's overstating it, but 
Uh, it just it didn't seem like they were on the same page. Um, well, but I, now, I, I mean, that's it, kind of to be expected when you you know you get a new boss, and he doesn't want to do things the way you. Well, we've always done it this way. Well, we're not going to do it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it this way instead. But I've had a lot of success doing it that way. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the natural reaction for anybody, really. Yeah, I, and I don't disagree with that. And the other thing I think that had to happen, you know, from my, Matt Canada's uh, standpoint was, you're not coaching in college anymore. You know, your scheme and your play calls, that could have an, a bigger impact at call in college. And, yes, that is that is often the way then to operate. But in the NFL, it's a player's league. I mean, all of that stuff, you know, the, um, you know, the, uh, Whatever motion. It's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, action. not the X's yeah. and O's. Right. It, it's, about, it's more about the Jimmys and Joes, right? And so um, I think that that's, that's also um, sinking in a little bit. You know, Ben is coming to the realization that it's not going to be the way it always was. Um, maybe he's not going to get everything he wants in terms of uh, the no huddle or the hurry up or whatever you want to call it. The ability to audible in the weighty moments, as Mike Tomlin refers to them. Um, you know, and Matt Canada is coming to the understanding that, you know, I need to do what these these players can do, as opposed to, you know, what I may want to do or um, uh, strive to do. Uh, you know, I thought it was kind of telling. I don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't see it until afterwards. But uh, on the CBS pregame show Sunday, um, Bill Cower uh, had some pretty strong words um, for Matt Canada. And for Ben, um, and you know uh, the guy, he wasn't wearing it at the time, but he's got a gold jacket, so you know he's worth listening to anyway. Um, and um, has a little insight into the organization as well. Right, right. It's not like he's an right. outsider either. Uh, so you know, again, uh, it, it's it's coming around, and I I keep going back to you know what Ben said. Before the season started, there's going to be growing pains. It's going to take a while. The offense is going to struggle. However, he he phrased it, and I thought at the time uh, he's just you know blowing smoke a little bit. He wants to tamp down expectations. I didn't really think it was going to be the to the degree that we ended up seeing, you know. But uh, you know maybe the savvy veteran was right, and uh, <laughs> it, it certainly it certainly did struggle. And uh, but now I don't know. It does seem like. There's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and um, if there was such a thing as a uh, a doctor, a football off, an offensive football doctor, um, that would be the Seattle defense, and the, they're going to get what the doctor ordered. This is not the Legion of Boom that's coming in here uh, for this game over the weekend, and uh, I do believe that um, you know we already. One of you guys already mentioned the. Uh, doing it a second time, an opening drive, uh, touchdown, uh, and, and doing it again, Ben hitting a, a deep pass for the touchdown in that opening drive. I mean, those are the kinds of things, you know, you do them once, as, as happened uh, against the Packers, you know, you can feel good a little bit about it, feel a little good about it, and then you do it again, then it becomes habit or, you know, part of your DNA and, you know, the young guys, the offensive linemen, the receivers, all these fairly inexperienced guys, you know, can start to feel, hey, we can do this. 
on a on a weekly basis, and you know that then you create the muscle memory that you need, and um, you start. You know, I won't say that the right. I won't say that the corner has been turned, um, but I don't think uh, you're going downhill anymore. That seems to have stopped. Yeah, I agree. Our guest has been Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com, as he is every Wednesday. We appreciate you stopping by, Bob, and uh, I'll talk to you. I, I, I think we might see you over at the stadium again on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like How about playing. that stretch, too? I, you know, I, when the schedule came out, I don't know that I realized that they played four out of five at home, and even the one road game was, was in Cleveland, and there's also a bye tucked in there. So you don't have to get on the air. I don't have to get on the airplane for six straight weeks. That's amazing. Well, yeah, but I mean, you'll you'll realize that you were weren't on an airplane for six straight weeks when you're on an airplane for <laughs> six, for straight, six well, there, straight weeks. Yeah, there is that as well. So, but this is the this is the the area of the schedule where they had to make some hay. Well, they made their first. They 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 got to get this one. They now. cut the grass last weekend. Now they got to start bailing it a little bit more this weekend. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and you've had some nice sunny weather, too, to dry it out. So <laughs> it's ready to be bundled. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We appreciate Bob Labriola stopping by, as he always does. Uh, we'll be back with more here on The Drive right after this.